All right, welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four tongue arrow nerds. For all of you tongue arrow nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey Foils. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. I'm Victor, and it took me a second to remember where in the episode that was. (laughs) How could you possibly forget? And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, episode 37, Whole Horse and Boingo, part two. We do a little JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast here, or watch along, please watch with us, we make bad jokes, it's terrible, and a good time is had by all, right? Sure. Yeah. It's had by us, at least. Alright, so I need to get into this. The start of this episode begins with what is, A, unquestionably the best previously on in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where it just starts with... Previously on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, we get the jet sound <laughs> and the, no- the fingers straight up whole horse's nose. Or, <laughs> start whole horse's fingers straight up Polnareff's nose. And <laughs> I gotta tell y'all, I love the last episode. I love both of these episodes. But here's my take. <laughs> I think this would have been a better series of two episodes if it was only the part two and they did a Revenge of the House of the Mummies part two with this. <laughs> like... Could you imagine <laughs> just, just coming the last episode this no not context. existed? This is it. But you don't need the context. This is it. Like, you get it. Why does Whole Horse have his fingers up Polnareff's nose? Boingo's there. What's happening? Like, <laughs> I, I think you're right. That, that would be amazing. Because you'd like, just be like, what the fuck? Like, why is he having his fingers up his nose? Why is Boingo here? Like, why is he working together? And like, oh, shit. Like, all the Sergeant's Crusaders are about to get Whole Horse. Like... Like, I, 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 can, I think it I just makes it. everything better. It's it puts you <laughs> in the same mind space as the characters, <laughs> like <laughs> especially because uh, the the previously on doesn't go that far back. It just shows you the fingers going up the nose. That's where we it's start. Literally, <laughs> the last thirty seconds of the previous episode. <laughs> Like so, we you really wouldn't you could have that previously on and still have no context. Yes, <laughs> make it better. Like you just okay, you couldn't do the structural things. Like if you don't know who Whole Horse and Boingo are, you're shut out of luck. But still, if you do, could you fucking imagine? Like God, that's great. God, <laughs> fuck, that's real good. Just fucking Revenge of the House of the Mummies Part 2. It just <laughs> previously <laughs> on. <laughs> well, if you see in your uh, podcast timeline that the previous uh, episode uh, to this is missing, <laughs> you know why? It's because we're doing a really bad bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh- <laughs> Sorry, that's my hot take. All right. Thank you all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I- I'm here for it. <laughs> so... Uh- <God. sighs> So we actually get into the episode. Wait, what are we doing again? What is this uh, podcast? <laughs> I, uh, I already said that. I actually I did that. I part. don't know. I like. I don't know what I'm doing. We've we done the spiel. <laughs> We're Joe Stars All Stars, a podcast by four tongue arrow nerds. <laughs> All you tongue arrow nerds out there, Victor, come on. <laughs> Look, um, the Stardust Crusaders are quickly closing in on Whole Horse and Polnareff. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, that's where we are. under a box. Yeah, <laughs> Boingo is barely a factor right now. <laughs> and so um, Whole Horse hides behind Polnareff, holds his gun to his head, and and tries to have him play cool. Oh, and- hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't gloss over the, the line, I'm the fastest shooter you'll ever meet. 
<laughs> okay, my dude. I also want to comment on how, like, Whole Horse now uses the cigarettes with the, like... The the holder that he definitely wasn't using in Dio's Mansion last episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting he choice. He okay. doesn't want to put these Egyptian cigarettes in his mouth. Sure. <laughs> wow, Grant, what the fuck, dude? I don't know. Yeah, like, man, I mean, like, ho- not, hey, not I'm not cool. the one who kidnaps people. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is Whole Horse's... <laughs> Prerogative. I do, I, I do want to take away from this moment and post the uh, the art for this Oingo Boingo manga episode where we have oh, it's so fucking good. Boingo that, with a shirt that says Boingo. <laughs> we have Jotaro. Boingo. We have Jotaro with a giant safety pin through the rim of his hat. It's beautiful. It's real wow, great. Hold on. Jotaro has blue hair in this. You can see the line. <laughs> Where his hat ends. Seems fake. No, no, no that's fake. definitely fake. Definitely that's fake. fake. <laughs> that Boingo art, you know, just can't keep it straight. Uh, <laughs> we have... Polnareff and Avdol look horribly offensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, why like, did... Joseph has really... eyes on his hat. Yes. And eyes on his face. <laughs> yeah. What's the Curious George's owner's name? The man in the, the yellow hat. The man in the yellow hat. Yeah. This looks like the terrible LSD version <laughs> of that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why does why does Joseph's beard look like a series of tampons attached to his face? <laughs> I, I was gonna say ice creams, like like ice creams a bunch on of a popsicles. stick. Yeah, yeah, popsicles. There we go. Oh god, the border is just a lizard stretched out. <laughs> oh, that's not a line. Oh, why does it have legs? <laughs> it's not yeah. even like a snake. It's like a lizard with arms. So we're gonna. <laughs> Like the best, like the best thing, like the best looking character in this is Iggy. Iggy actually might look better in the Boingo art than he does in Araki's yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Uh. So do y'all, I, I, we're not, of course we're not going to look this up, but do you think Araki like outsourced the Oingo Boingo art? Or do you think he did this? Do you think this is 100% purebred Araki here? No. I feel is... like Araki could have done this. He did this with like... his left hand. <laughs> so it felt like a stranger writing it. <laughs> <Set up. laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, of course, is quicker on the draw than Fuller. <laughs> apparently, he can shoot the space between nothingness and nothingness. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Takes him hostage and pulls him around like this convenient alcove that is just per- it's not an alley it's just an alcove I don't know like why the structure but it was built this way and we get a lot of shots of the Stardust Crusaders feet like was this episode directed by Tarantino or something because this goes on for like thirty seconds of just their feet and dramatic swelling it's, music it's the show that they're walking Joey how do we know they're walking if we can't see their feet. They could just be gliding everywhere like Dio. My understanding is that if you zoom in on someone's feet, it's for one reason. For jacking it? It's mm-hmm. for jacking it. It's for yeah. jacking it. But this is JoJo, so the whole reason for the show is jacking it. So Yeah, right? you're right. So, Like, remember when they did that synchronized drinking? Did that do it for anyone else? It yeah. got me extremely horny. Yeah. I was thirsty for it. <laughs> uh, <geez>. uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm hating myself more and more every passing minute. That isn't that's life, Tim. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, this episode yeah. like does weird things and has weird pacing because we spend a lot of time here with a whole horse behind this alcove, <laughs> this with the gun to Bonerus ahead that they could totally see. <laughs> Polnareff is not against the wall. (laughs) Don't you understand? You have to be a stand user to see a stand, Tim. That comes up later, remember? Like, these people should be immediately tipped off, right? Like, Polnareff is standing here in the most uncasual way possible. He's he's trying to casually look like... Like, he's... I don't know. I don't know how to describe this other than, like, why the fuck is he standing like this? Why is he still standing like this when they're talking to him? The issue is, he lies too well. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, they're like, what are you doing back here? Is there anything wrong? He's like, oh, no, I just uh, went back here to take a piss. And they're like, yeah, that seems right. Okay, that's pulling the ref. He would just piss in the middle of a fucking city. He's an animal and and was raised this way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, that immediately gets rid of most of their suspicion because... A fucking course Polnareff would do that. I mean, like, and Polnareff is I just re- like <laughs> thinking in his head is like that was a lie. Don't don't listen to that. Why did no. you believe me? Why isn't my stand <laughs> telepathic? I remember a double urine rainbow. All right, Abdul definitely believes that Polnareff would just piss places. <laughs> oh my god! Noted, noted pisser, Polnareff. <laughs> <laughs> And just and then the Polner. look on the other Stardust Crusaders' faces the whole time. They keep cutting back to them, and they're all just glaring at him. It's disgust, but not surprise. <laughs> they're like, come on, they're, my dear. We, we gotta get going. Yeah. <laughs> and then Polnareff, like, starts trying to point behind him because the, the, he still has a gun to his head, and they're not getting the picture. It's not like he doesn't have his arms in front of him. His hands could be freely moving without whole horse seeing him. He could casually point without whole horse (laughs) seeing him. But instead, he tries to use his tongue in order to point in the right direction. And we find out why Joseph's been keeping him around. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, his tongue. Serious tongue action. <laughs> he can change the shape of his yeah, tongue. Prehensile tongue here. <laughs> I, I do. I do need y'all to like look at this picture of him doing this in the manga. <laughs> oh my god! Why does it look like? All right, this? all right, Rocky. viewers. You ever? You need to go and look this up immediately. <laughs> I, I just pause the podcast. Go look up Polnareff's tongue pointing around because his face, his face, he becomes Boingo art in real life. Yeah, it's like, a, it's supposed to be real life, but it looks like it's in the fucking Oingo Boingo Brothers adventure book. <laughs> it's it's a hideous monster. Go, yeah, his eyes go weird shapes, like different sizes and stuff. His face is completely distorted. His lips are the size of his head. I, I I, I appreciate this beautifully drawn Avdol right next to it for comparison. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> it's just gorgeous and normal. And then, <laughs> like, this, this fucking manga has been a real treasure. There's been, like, great sweeping. Like, everything that Silver Chariot does is beautiful and amazing. And then, like, a page <laughs> afterwards is this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say, as you've posted more and more manga, Araki appears to have actually become an artist now. Like, this looks good most times when you post it. I, uh, saving, like, trans we... rights golem homunculi on the roof <laughs> there. But, like... <laughs> no, that man's a treasure. He, uh, you're right, he is wonderful, but he's also... 
a, a, a mass of lumps. Why can I see all sides of his face at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> he exists. He's like a trans-dimensional object. <laughs> Maybe that's the trans rights he's actually supporting. Trans-dimensional rights. Like... <laughs> trans... <laughs> 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 he's a treasure and <sighs> we, we rag on Araki's art a lot but like he is when he's doing it well though he's extremely good he legitimately yes. draws things that are more complex than I could imagine putting to paper like when he draws a Jojo pose I'm like there's just so much going on in this picture like how do you imagine all of the things that have to be in this shot and even when he does it like bad, like we we rag on it, and even the bad stuff's bad, but it's it has an impact and a weight to it that just sticks it, like it burns into your brain. It's it's, it's art, it's I guess. Art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. I'd love to play some drawful with Haruka Rocky. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, what, talk about like bucket list stuff right there. <laughs> Playing drawful with Haruka Rocky. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Get something like a clock and a swirly arrow and just see Hiroiko Araki draw that. <laughs> oh, Is it boy. a JoJo? No. It's not a JoJo. <laughs> not a JoJo. <laughs> but it's doing the pose and everything. <laughs> no, that's Burger King. Come on. <laughs> Why? It's an unreleased stand, Burger King. <laughs> anyway. Holmes realizes that Polnareff is trying to Send a signal, and he's like, that's it, I'm going to kill you. And then Polnareff... No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're missing the fact that Polnareff is able to actually communicate to Avdol that something is behind him. And Avdol's (laughs) like, wait, look, he's actually signaling that there's something behind him. And then he's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, Avdol stops (laughs) (laughs) mid-sentence. Polnareff's like, you fucking idiot. They're staring blank-faced at him for... Thir- like a solid minute. Eventually, Joseph's like brings his hand up to his chin. Is something wrong? Like the, <laughs> the, the blank, uncomprehending faces for so long is perfect comedy. Yeah, and Avdol finally getting it and blurting it out like a fucking yep. idiot is just perfect. And then, just like, <sighs> just by the hand of God, Polnareff sneezes. Because he had in fingers shoved up his nose two minutes ago. I mean, like, I believe that. I believe that maybe, sure. you know, the, the, the hand of fate of the book, right, can cause uh, Polnareff to sneeze here. But what the fuck was Whole Horse doing that when he goes to pull this trigger, he just stumbles forward? <laughs> you see, gun work. You see, if you really shove the gun really for, far forward, it does more damage when you shoot it. <laughs> you, he was really leaning into it. He wanted to make sure there was a complete seal between the end of his barrel and Polnareff's head because he didn't want to miss again. Well, if there's anything in between, Polnareff could stop it because he could cut the space between nothing. <laughs> they, they, they need to be only somethingness there. Yep. God. <laughs> only somethingness. <laughs> <laughs> so, a horse loses his balance. 
fall, like, shifts forward, like, five feet, stumbles 15 40 feet more into these jars of oil. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he curses fucking Boingo. So, I never, never should have teamed up with you. <laughs> Which is true. It's true. It's true. Yes. <laughs> Holy fuck is it true. Oh, God. And then, just... and then we get the return of the greatest characters ever. Fox, Jenny, and As it turns it out, just... his gun's not deadly at any range. <laughs> he shot this guy square in the face. No, he intentionally only shot his ear off. That was mentioned in the last episode, that he just took his ear off with that bullet intentionally. Uh, but... Now they're back for their revenge, and he's got his ear all bandaged up. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're driving a big truck, and they spot Whole Horse, and they're like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. And just points the truck at him and just starts careening at him. And and, and Polnareff so slips questions. out of the way. The, I mean, or the truck slips on the oil slick that uh, is on the ground because Whole Horse tumbled into the, these jars of oil. And it went careening and just bowling balls. All the Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> I just like. Strike. I just want to know, let you know, this is not how momentum works. Uh, <laughs> so like, this man, this this non-stand user driving a truck, was able to do what? How many stand users, like twenty plus stand users, couldn't accomplish? On accident. We have On seen, accident. We have seen Star Platinum punch a semi trailer and bring it to a complete halt before. <laughs> yeah, what, I know. What the fuck like, Come on, Star Platinum, just slacking on the job right here. <laughs> I was so upset by this. <laughs> well, I really thought I was going to kill Polnareff, so I was okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm joking, but like, I'm okay. For this episode to work, you just have to suspend yeah. all thought, and it's fine. <laughs> yes, Jotaro should have been able to stop this. Jotaro was the only one who was able to, like, avoid getting completely just flattened by this thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess there's that. I'll, I'll take it. I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know. The, you this moment turns Whole Horse into a true fucking believer. <laughs> true fucking believer. <laughs> he is all in at this point. There is nothing that can convince him not to follow the book anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when Boingo inexplicably says, no, you, uh, we have to wait for the next prediction, Whole Horse obligingly just goes somewhere else to wait for the next prediction. Despite yeah, the fact that okay. around the corner. Okay. For like 10 minutes while Joe Tar's just looking around. <laughs> just like, not actually doing anything productive. Neither team is doing anything productive at this time. They're There's just faffing about. NPC action in this series, <laughs> like this episode. <laughs> Whole Horse, or Joe was like, what was that over there? Yeah. Huh. Must have been the wind. Must have been the wind. <laughs> Whose footprints are these? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, th this is a good... Th the car <laughs> this car wreck is probably a good place. So, we don't have a musical episode from this episode, so we're going to just do a long pass back. Right, Victor? Yeah, so we, we talked about this, and we're just like, what, what are we going to do here? What do we want to, like, pull as a musical reference? And you know what? You remember that time when... Uh, Avdol's quote dad had a bunch of chickens. Nope. <laughs> nope. And are, are the, we seriously, the, we're the, seriously the, doing the references on the chickens? Yeah, the, the chickens had names. <laughs> they were they were Michael, Lionel, and Prince. And uh we'll talk about Michael Jackson and Prince later. I know we will. Uh 
we can't remember right now if there's a Lionel Richie reference coming, so we're gonna do Lionel Richie right now. Yeah, yeah. Like we, everything else is book solid from here on out, so let's do it, Victor. All right, Lionel Richie, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference. I'm your host, Victor, and this week we get to talk about one of the top-selling artists of all time, Lionel Richie. Between his work with the Commodores, his solo career, and his songwriting for other artists, Lionel Richie was one of the premier hitmakers of the 70s and 80s. It all starts in 1968, when a then-19-year-old Lionel Richie becomes a singer and saxophonist with the Commodores while he was attending his hometown college, the Tuskegee Institute. The Commodores would soon strike a record deal with Motown Records, though their first studio album wouldn't be released until 1974. They had a strong funk and soul sound, as evidenced by such hits as 1977's Brick House, which was primarily written by Lionel. But Richie also proved he could get the band hits with more easy-listening type songs, such as the number one hit Three Times a Lady, or the number four hit Easy. And while he was working with the Commodores, Richie was also writing songs for other artists, like the Kenny Rogers chart topper, Lady. But eventually, Lionel would outgrow the Commodores and embark on a solo career, beginning with his eponymous debut album in 1982. That record went to number three on the Billboard 200 and produced three top five hits, Truly, You Are, and My Love. Uh, which I promise you are three separate songs and not one big song called Truly You Are My Love, or You Are Truly My Love, or My Love Truly... Anyway, his second solo album, 1983's Can't Slow Down, certainly lived up to its name. The record sold over 20 million copies, Richie won the Grammy for Album of the Year, and all five singles reached the top ten. Two of them hit number one and live on in our memory forever, Hello and all night long. Lionel Richie's next two years would be mostly carried by Can't Slow Down, with the notable punctuation mark of co-writing We Are The World with Michael Jackson in 1985. It seems wild these days to say unironically that at the time, Lionel Richie was absolutely in the same sphere of success as Michael Jackson, because MJ was quite literally the biggest pop star in the world. But Lionel Richie could hold his own, and the two joining forces produced one of the top-selling singles of all time. Lionel Richie certainly knew how to hit the top of the charts. And he would continue to do so in 1986 with his third album, Dancing on the Ceiling. That album produced five more top ten hits, including another number one in the form of Say You, Say Me. It would seem that the man really couldn't slow down. 
but he did, and kind of abruptly. After Dancing on the Ceiling's last single dropped in 1987, Richie would go five full years without releasing another song to radio. And when he finally did, it was new material for a Greatest Hits compilation in 1992, not a full new LP. His next album wouldn't come until 1996, a full ten years after his last one, and the moment for Lionel Richie had passed. The first single barely cracked the top 40 before fading, and Richie has never seen that end of the Hot 100 again, despite releasing six more albums since then. But his most popular songs do continue to get airplay. We'll go out with one of his last, the title track to Dancing on the Ceiling. It's light, it's fun, enjoy. All right, Victor, everybody sing, everybody stand. Lose yourself in bizarre romance. We're going to. Jotaro. Zapelli. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I lost this. I had notes and I lost <laughs> yeah. it. Whatever. I, was gonna I say, tried. Anyway. I tried. Why'd you go to Zapelli? We're going to Avdol, Jotaro, Kakyoin, forever. No, Come right. on and stand it long. <laughs> All night long. There we go. We did it. All night we did it. I, I did my contractual pun. <laughs> <laughs> I You didn't have to put that much effort into it. That was a lot no. of puns strung together for that. <laughs> it's because if you're going to do something, you're going to do it fucking right. All right, anyway. He's that is not the philosophy of this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> If you're gonna do it, one take, (laughs) one take, warts and all. (laughs) Look, Joey has standards. He whole asses it. Okay, he whole horses it. (laughs) Whole horse asses it. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna have trouble talking about the rest of the episode because it's a lot of just whole horse jumping and yelling at one guy. What happening? You did it. You you found you described the whole episode. It really All right. Is uh, how'd you episode. like it, Victor? <laughs> I'll tell you, I didn't. Um, everything from here on out, I think, is is actually not that great. Um, it, like, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. So it's it because. When we did the original Oingo Boingo episode, we get that shot of them doing the prediction and like they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do it. We're really doing it this time. And then Oingo transforms into Jotaro and you see the game and everybody knows what's up and they're just trying to avoid it, right? Yeah, that's the, the fun. dramatic irony yeah, of it. That's fun. That was great. There's just Oingo freaking out the whole time and us knowing, like, okay, how is, it, how is he going to fuck this up and all of that. In this one, we get the prediction, and you get the line, if he fires his bullets at exactly 12 noon, and I'm like, well, now you just gave it away. Like, now I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and Did I you? don't think that's... Yes, it, it, the, he's going to fuck up and not fire at exactly 12 noon, and probably they're going to tell me it was 12 noon, and then it's just going to like, nope, you didn't do it quite right. Like, that's why that line is there. They, they just told me what was going to happen. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was kind of wishing for for like a better version of that. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But the the pool wasn't great. But I don't think this is a bad episode regardless. 
No, I just no. saying I don't like it as much as the previous Oingo Boingo episode because that one did it like mm, just right. That yeah, was that one perfect. Was, well, chef fingers. Uh, but we got a lot of episode here to talk about anyway, though, because yeah. some things happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> some things happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I think we I think we see some uh, more of the book. Yeah. There's some plumbers working on some pipes. And uh, I, I, there's another panel of whole horse convincing them to, to open up one of the pipes. And then he shoots his gun down the pipe at exactly noon. And then, boom, dead people. Dead Jotaro. Dead Jotaro. Yep. And then we'll go from there about killing the rest of them. We have to wait for them all to wake up and then do some nonsense. You get more pages in the book. You get more pages in the book. Push over dominoes, and those will knock over this, and then you take the emperor and you shoot him. Yeah. It's just like, you could have just shot Jotaro when he had gotten hit by a truck. You didn't need to wait for the book. No, the, you, book, he did. the, book, said, the book said that Jotaro's getting up, and if he had actually gone for it, Jotaro would have fucked him over. Mm. Well, hold on. If the book has blank pages... Could you act within those blank spaces? I feel like, like you could. I feel like you should be able to. Yeah, I feel like that's the the way you use this is by like it's certain up until a certain point, and then it will like it updates periodically. So you have that lag period where it definitely as as... seems like it takes some time and then it updates again. I think the yeah. issue here is that Boingo is totally reliant on the book. Sure. And so when he says we've got to wait, Whole Horse just believes him. That that's I think when they lose it. You're right. Yeah. It's all yeah. Boingo's fault. Okay. <laughs> That's this right. fucking child. <laughs> so, Blame this, the child. <laughs> yes, this kidnapped child. <laughs> the suitcase monster. It is all his fault. So, Tim, I know you, I know you like to say Cocky Ween looks like a Muppet, but have you seen these two plumbers? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Why do these plumbers look like this? They finish the prediction, and, and Horace looks over, and he's like, oh, it's the plumbers. And we get this, like, <laughs> drum track as we follow the pipe for the plumbers all the way over to I love Like, this what so does this much. remind me of? This this drum track is great. Also something we never hear again. <laughs> we hear it one more time it's, in this episode. But Yeah, it, it's for this episode. It's a Jet Set like, radio track, all right? <laughs> no, it's the... <laughs> I know that's from something. Like, that's the drum track that everyone knows. It's good. I'm gonna listen. One sec. <laughs> but it's just like this, this like really hardcore like drum and bass type thing going on. And yep. It's. I don't know why they do that here. This scene isn't that dramatic. <laughs> it's just following but it says, the pipe. It says menacing on it. It's a yep. menacing pipe. Go 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 go. He whole horse figures it out. He's like, okay, this will work. The book says it's going to work. I can physically see. All right, maybe this pipe leads over to that pipe over there, and I can shoot Jodor this way. But I gotta follow the book. All right, we we gotta do this. So the rest of the episode is just whole horse frantically trying to make the book predictions come true. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of amusing. I love it. Like he's hopping around and freaking out at every step. Like, and he and he feels like he's under a clock, like under time pressure because it's it literally gives him the end time. Of noon, and he's just constantly checking his watch. He's like, "I got two minutes. Y'all better hurry the fuck up." And it's just everybody's just so nonchalant. They they sit down, they have their lunch. This <laughs> yeah. woman, this old lady, brings out tea for them. 
Like, oh, y'all have been working so hard, dear. He's here. Have some tea. And he's like, I'm going to die. Open the pipe. <laughs> and he's he's like, you know, like, get down and work on that. I'm going to fucking shoot you. And Boingo's like, my dude, they can't see your stand. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> really, it was perfect. I really... I really would have thought that his would have been like been one of the stands that normal people would see, like a strength stand. Uh, no, no, strength was so powerful that normal people could see it. We have established that if there's one thing the emperor is not, but it's like, short it's... range. Literally, I think if the emperor shot the lovers, I think the lovers would win. <laughs> But, you know, Holhorst would blame it on not having a partner at the time or something. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And instead of shooting these men, he he has to pay them off. But, oh, no. Oh, my no. wallet's in my hotel room. Why would? <laughs> why did you leave your hotel room without your wallet, Holhorst? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Boingo, though. Didn't I give you coins in case I... For some unexplained reason. Oh, no, yeah, here it is. No, he gave it to the child in case the child got separated from him. So he could, like, use a payphone or, like, get bus fare home or something. You know, that's actually I mean, fair and probably surprisingly that's been lost with time. Surprisingly good foresight. Yeah. I don't... Uh, ultimately, they were able to get these plumbers to open the pipe by just threatening them with a big rock. Well, first it takes. First he goes over and he's like, "Yo, open the pipe!" And they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> then he pl- tries the gun. Then he tries to give him the money and spills it everywhere. And these guys are like, "Oh, a penny! Ooh, <laughs> oh, another man. penny!" And he's like, "What are you doing? Just open the pipe!" It's just these muffin oh, ass motherfuckers just sitting on the ground picking up coins. Horace <laughs> is such an incompetent moron, <laughs> <laughs> and he's losing it right now. What's going to happen if he doesn't fulfill the prophecy? All right. So if y'all were Dio, mm-hmm. who would you pair Whole Horse up with? Oh, God. Ooh, that's a good um, question. That's a good question. Who is Whole Horse's I, ideal so Centerfold makes no sense. Cement and shoes in the ocean. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I done found it out. You, you done did it. Got it one. Okay. <laughs> the ocean, no cement shoes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like Maria, maybe. Mariah is yeah, actually Mar- who I think. Mariah. That, that would it, actually. I don't be think Whole good. Horse would know what to do with her because she would be just like. It's just too much Dom energy for him. Well, no, but see, she's <laughs> she's ideal because she uh, would she be the can distraction. Bend the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> the bullet's not made of metal. <laughs> the- what, Victor, a Look, stand okay, can affect you know another stand. Come on. You know what? I think it would work out for them because you know she's the distraction, and then whole horse just comes up and brains somebody. Whole horse, whole horse really needs that structure in his life that that, that, a, that, a, that a real top would give him. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's okay with being number two, and she just keep him on a leash so he couldn't run away. She she'd definitely be the number one, of course. So you know, oh, yeah. Uh, no, you know, I, I no see question. this. I see this working out. Okay. Now I want a whole series of just the adventures of Whole Horse and Mariah. Whole <laughs> Horse and one other person. <laughs> Let's see. I watched uh, an entire season of that. Yeah. Sure. Other options. I feel like. Wheel of Fortune actually would have been pretty good. 
Oh, that would have been pretty good. Just like, drive by shootings. Horse in the car. Yeah, because the car can apparently just drive anywhere. So, like, what are they gonna do? Um, I'm just, I'm just imagining Captain Dragon. I'm just imagining Wheel of Fortune pulling up, whole horse leading out the window, like sick as a motherfucker. And they just <laughs> check yourself. <laughs> Just peeling away. Oh, horse and Derby. Play, play poker. I'm going to shoot you. Whole horse and Steely Dan. Ooh, the, the handsomest duo. Mm. <laughs> and Steely Dan's got some real Dom energy, too, so... I mean, he's a Perfect. bad Dom, but, like, he's... Oh, yeah. He's, he's the Dom that makes you break the law. <laughs> actually i feel like having steely dan fuck with whole horse would just be a good episode in itself oh yeah just yeah. whole horse flipping out the whole time of steely dan is just being an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah oh man i don't know man oh, I, i'm looking my way through this i gotta know now i gotta have an answer i gotta have an answer i think the answers i think alessi would be the worst oh oh no Ugh. No, those that. two those two can't go together. Oh, no, I think Whole Horse no. would just shoot Alessi. God, I hope so. Actually, sure. maybe we should do this. <laughs> Put Alessi the with a sun? real adult. The son. The son. What would he even do? <laughs> if you try <laughs> shoot them. Wait, 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 no. Death 13, Whole Horse and the Baby. <laughs> That's a movie I, just, I would watch. Whole Horse I would the watch fucking Papoose. <laughs> just oh, Whole Horse pushing a stroller him. around. No, I, I, no, him with the, the freaking strap on the front holding a gun out in front of the baby. It's <laughs> a very good image to me. <laughs> Oh. This this cowboy no longer rides alone. <laughs> this summer, whole horse, ten thirteen in um cowboy um, and a baby, cowboy <laughs> and a baby. <laughs> Honestly, I think I, you know what I think I would have gone with Anubis. Infect him with the fucking sword. Ooh, you're right. Someone using no, that's actually perfect. You're right. Yeah, because someone else using his stand would probably be more effective. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, can you imagine the sweet like sword gun play, like tricks and stunts and stuff? Be great. Oh yeah, he's doing like revolver ocelot shit. Yeah, like slashing with the sword. Mm. There's the fucking answer, man. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Why didn't Dio just give the sword to a different stand user? Mm, I don't right? know, man. Like I... <laughs> he just what was his plan with that one. He just See, walked to the <laughs> roof. He just walked to the roof and threw the sword as far as he could. Yeah. See, <laughs> stand users can only have one stand. <laughs> Bullshit. We didn't. We didn't <laughs> just get a stand user using the sword. We got the stand using the sword. <laughs> Okay, so he could shoot the sword at his gun? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's actually like, just break off a chip of the sword and shoot it at someone. Yeah. (laughs) Now that it's inside you, it mistakes over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you did it, Tim. You solved it. (laughs) Um, So, I guess to go back to this episode. (laughs) Oh, man. 
So he's he's flipping out. The, the the lady shows up to offer them tea, and he's like, "Wait a minute! I was here first. <laughs> that, this is when he picks up the rock and threatens to brain them with it. Yeah, these pl- and I mean that that worked. It fucking works. <laughs> yeah, finally comply. So they and have- so so yep. So whole horse just unloads his entire yep clip. Times it perfectly gun. with his watch. I don't know. Yeah, just just unloads the emperor into the pipe right at the stroke of noon on his watch, and uh, have we have we really like really put in the effort to appreciate how cool it is when Horus brings out the emperor? Because it's really cool it's, every it, single time. You're right. Kind of, the way kind it of flips spins around. into his hand. Yeah, yeah. just oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> like like we haven't talked about it yet. I think this this episode or the last. I, David production, fucking art man. You're right. And this is something the, I need to call and, out. And the techno you know. starts again. <laughs> but, like, every step... Like, it's easy to look at JoJo and, like, not... Like, when you watch something like Mob Psycho, you can see the money that was put into the animation and the care. And, like, how gorgeous it is. But David Production worked their fuck... Like, the music in this, when I'm editing, I'm realizing, wow, they're altering tracks and recutting them together in ways that are really fun and really work. Like, Grant, you were telling me about the, like... Yeah, the, just the amount of detail they put in some scenes, it's just kind of staggering. Like, I, I only really realize it when I start screen capping the episode to kind of, like, use for thumbnails or to post to Twitter. But um, there's just some shots that are really gorgeous and really well composed. Like, uh, a few episodes back were um, with Darby the Gambler. It had, like, Jotaro and Darby uh, overlaid with like playing cards as they're explaining the rules of poker for some goddamn reason. Cause you didn't know what poker was, but the, the shot was really good. Like they really put in effort, like in it shows. I mean, so like you watch these bullets, they've got these like super trails behind them with the light show and the rings of like force and everything. As we're going down the CG pipe and it's just, it's a lot of really cool stuff that, unless you really think about it doesn't seem that amazing but it's like if you pause any one of these frames it's like wow there's a lot in this shot it's gorgeous and i think it says something for this team um i was looking at david productions previous works and there's like almost nothing of note uh before they picked up jojo i i not sure i really recognized any of them i recognized one or one or two projects they they didn't really work on too much high profile stuff before this, and I don't know how they landed this contract. I don't know if it was like a not a very desirable uh, IP for anime, but I mean, um, you are going after like manga history to start. It judging. is manga history, but it also it seems incredibly difficult to execute on and make fans happy with it. I I completely agree. Yes, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is one of them. Top 100 grossing franchises in the world. It's like, and I believe it, but like, <laughs> it's like um, I think it's 70. It also seems fucking inscrutable to try to map it to the screen. Yeah, it, it's just like, can you? I I have to imagine somebody did a great job in a pitch meeting of saying, look, we've seen the OVA. All right, like, or you guys keep keep showing me the screenshots of the OVA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like, 
It's like that was bad. It's like here's our plan. We're gonna update this. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be colorful. We're gonna do all sorts of great shit. We're going to try to map a Rocky's art to the screen one to one. It's going to look great. And they just probably had a few production like demos where they're just like, here we could do this with this scene and like, and, and here's what Iggy will look like. And, here's <laughs> a, and they're like, oh thank God. <laughs> but it, it, oh. I, I have to believe that somebody just did a great job in a pitch meeting. Well, uh, good on them. I, I like to think this is like a, somebody's labor of love. Somebody at David Produ- Production was really pushed for this and like nailed it. Uh, the effort shows and thank God they got it. You know? Yeah. So, um, Polnareff should cover his fucking mouth. This is disgusting <laughs> God, where he sneezes so... yeah. full force into Jotaro's well, face. The <laughs> most disgusting sneeze. Just full, full spray. It's fucking mean... gross. Just that sneeze, I mean, just right into Jotaro's face. But it saved face. their lives. <laughs> I took a, I took a screen cap from that, like just from the episode, and Jotaro seems really happy to get sneezed. He's, yeah, sneezed directly in the fridge. This weird smile on his face. We stumbled upon his actual fetish. His real, actual fetish, apparently. Uh, it's Full sneezing. Facial. Yeah, yeah, he has a sneezing fetish. That seems bizarre. Look, enough. Look, I know too many artists. There is a sneezing fetish out there. Yeah. Oh, def- Victor, there is a blank <laughs> fetish out there. <laughs> there is a blank that's, fetish out there. That's the point. You just insert your own. It's God, Mad Libs. I, just, uh, I have a Mad Libs fetish. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> please, okay, fill in more on. blanks, please. <laughs> All right, baby. I can't wait to um, tickle your oh. Oh. trombone oh. in... <laughs> The bathroom of a McDonald's. Fuck. On January seventh. Yes. In the rain. Yeah, that's the shit right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Ask me for another verb. (laughs) Ask me for another verb ending in ing. (laughs) I need an adverb now from you, bad boy. (laughs) Give me a noun that comes in bunches. I want to see this now. <laughs> you know, what? I'm just gonna do a little podcast googling while y'all. Yeah, are you are seriously you about to look sexy, up Mad Lib porn? Sexy Mad Libs. <laughs> sexy Mad Libs. Mad Lib porn. Mad Libs. Uh, what's what's multiple people off of Google search? Sexy Mad Libs for adults. I am no. not putting this into my search history. I'm yeah, I'm good. Nope, not doing it. All right. Um, I want an adjective. Um. Turgid. Ooh. Um, a verb that lends an et. Uh, motivated. Uh, body part. Nose. And an adjective. Green. What was the uh, second one again? Um, motivated. 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 There was so much anticipation leading up to our turgid first time. Up to that <laughs> point, we had ever only ever motivated each other's noses. <laughs> so when the green knight came and there's more i just (laughs) the green knight the green it's just some prophecy beware the green knight (laughs) when the green knight comes all noses are motivated Oh, man. Uh, can I quit yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is your 
life now. All right, look. The you, bullets miss. You've done they a sexy around. Mad Lib now. <laughs> Your life's over. You're no I feel, longer I feel now. like I should be able to sue you guys for breach of contract or something. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't sign any legal documents here. There's also, a social contract. A contract between all human beings. <laughs> we never expose each other to sexy Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, come on, Victor. Like, you're not going to go jack off to this later. Uh, yes. I, it's just so hot that our motivated noses on that green night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. Keisha's making a gagging face at me now. Keisha hears it, and she knows what you want now. Uh, keep, keep going. No, I'm not going to keep going. We're going to get back to this episode. Are we? God, All right, it wasn't so. noon. The bullets miss, and Whole Horse is like, Boingo, I did it at noon, and then they're freaking out, and the bullets... Can't Whole Horse control the bullets? Yes. They, they curve back around and shoot him in the head. Chan-chan, that's it. Chan-chan. Hey, but yeah. you know, yeah. they must but... not have done much damage, because they had to travel a pretty long way to get to it. Oh, man. No, like, he was, he's looking at the book, because he was trying to confirm that they did it correctly, and the bullets curve back around, and you see that... Uh, the clock, the clock tower is about to hit noon, and as it hits noon, the bullets careen and go through the book <laughs> where the bullet holes were on Jotaro's face in the book. The bullets fly through those holes and into whole horse. Oh man, my favorite fulfilling part- the prophecy. My favorite part about this is there's like a helpful radio pod, like a radio yeah. thing that goes, "Hey, whole horse, you're an idiot. It's not noon yet." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this was unnecessary when the bullets pass through the book there's a like half second where pulling or, or sorry whole horse is like oh shit and it's like <laughs> uh like the animation on it is exquisite the sound the dramatic he's like ah! his mouth opens up it's great i thanks whole horse for doing every gun stand user to be sh- to shoot themselves over and over again yep Thanks. Uh, Never ends. Never ending. I uh, I want to point out that three bullets curve around and come through this book and hit a whole horse. He fired eight originally, which seems really like out of character for his revolver stand. Don't worry about it. Do you have you ever seen him reload his revolver stand? (laughs) I assume it reloads every time he puts it away. I my favorite thing is like Oingo's like. Seeing where the bullets are going as Whole Horse holds the book to his face. <laughs> it just doesn't say anything <laughs> to him. It doesn't say a goddamn thing. Well, he's thing. freaking out because he sees it happening. <laughs> doesn't try to, like, tackle his legs or anything like that. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so Whole Horse gets taken away in an ambulance. The Crusaders are like, what happened? Where'd Whole Horse go? I don't know. Let's who, scram. Who gives a shit? Again, leaving the scene of an accident. <laughs> like, you remember when uh, Star Platinum punched that semi and they were just like, yeah, let's leave. <laughs> yeah, so, the building is demolished. Um, do y'all think Bebop and Rocksteady have any chance to survive that? No. Because the ambulance isn't addressing them. No, like, no, not at all. <laughs> they're yeah. dead. They're 100% dead. Actually, I think they got tossed into some like toxic shit. They're mm. they're evolving right now. They're mutating. Oh, that's it. Yeah, they're gonna emerge from the sewers and fight turtles. Yep. So, um, I really do actually love the ending here, where Oin goes like, or Boing goes like, you know what? My brother and Whole Horse both tried to fight fate, but maybe 
Maybe my stand could be used for good to bring joy into people's lives instead of trying to kill people for an immortal vampire. You know what? <laughs> I'm sure. tired of living in fear. Today's the day I turn it all around. Look out, world. Boingo's <laughs> here, and he's here to make a difference. And he kicks the box away, you know, because he no I, longer needs it. I was so like, happy for him. Yeah, I actually really loved this, and I wish they hadn't subverted it. No, I love that they subvert it because the box <laughs> lands on Iggy. <laughs> like, just the sound of this box landing on the dog, like. Huh? Whip! Oh! Thwack. <laughs> uh, I want to see the alternate universe version of, of JoJo where Oingo joins the Crusaders. <laughs> and well, they he fail. wouldn't join the Crusaders. He would be, like, in the next series. Like, he'd be in, like. Vento Ario or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man! How much better would Vento Ario have been if instead of like that guy in the post credits like fucking arc that happened for no reason was Boingo instead of <laughs> random Rolling Stones, dude? <laughs> we already have a stand that predict that does this. Like, <sighs> sorry, Victor. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Okay, I can't participate what, what, in that discussion. No, no what, I got. What I got. Could it. have been per- perfect case of Araki forgot. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's okay. Whole horse is still alive, though. Yeah, he didn't die. He just got shot in the face three times because, again, his stand is fucking useless, y'all. Yep. So you're saying there's hope for whole horse in the future? God, I hope so. No, see, Tim, the thing is, as the bullets hit him in the head, he went unconscious, and therefore the bullets disappeared. Oh. Yeah, sure. So, Victor, <laughs> how'd you like the episode? I Like I said, I feel like they could have executed on this a little better. I loved the premise. I loved the setup. I loved the characters involved. I just feel like that last bit could have been executed on better. And again, I, I really do wish that they had just kept this... Uh, the, this you know f- heel face turn for uh, for Boingo, and then we just see them later like trying to be do gooders and just fucking things up. Like, <laughs> okay, that would have been good. All right, brother, how are we gonna save people today? Today, Oingo and Boingo go and beat the shit out of some orphans. <laughs> Yay! We're gonna go <laughs> Yay! The book says it. <laughs> this is how we're helping them. Oingo and Boingo get sent to jail forever. <laughs> Donations come pouring in for orphans. <laughs> that orphanage has the best year for donations ever. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Uh, where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam, where I'll be posting something. Something. <laughs> something. 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 <laughs> You're going to post some, some nice uh, Oingo Boingo Brothers adventure art? Oingo Boingo <laughs> Brothers! <laughs> we got to get in at least once here. Uh, this is the last chance we're going to get, right? <laughs> you don't know. Oh, no? Yeah. Yep. You they're, know. they're secretly in charge of Dio. Yeah, they're the end boss, Victor. <laughs> Acacia's like crying over here. She does not want more Boingo art. Boingo. Boingo. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Tweet at the podcast at Joestar Allstars. Uh, sorry, she just wrote kill me really big on the art she's working on. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, well, <laughs> listen to the like... podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, joestarallstars.fireside.fm. And if you want to send us any messages, send us to joestarallstars at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe, five stars, whatever. Share it with some <laughs> friends. Shout it from the rooftops. Uh, we enjoy doing this, and we hope all of you are enjoying this, too. So, Victor, next episode, <gasps> warning for Acacia, animal violence happens in the next episode. <laughs> That's a thing. She's absolutely not going to hear that warning before we watch it. So, <laughs> so uh, Yeah, because we get Iggy <gasps> versus Pet Shop. Oh, my fucking God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. this is get ready. the guardian of hell, Pet Shop. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What's your name? I'm the guardian of hell. Pet, Pet shop. shop. Pet shop. <laughs> Part one. Oh, man. I, I'm looking forward to this because this is also another set of my favorite episodes. These are extremely good. This might be like one of my favorite episodes. I'm excited for Iggy to do something. Other than just show up at the end of the episode and go, Bark. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, kicked, he ate the shit out of Boinko. <laughs> he has saved the Stardust Crusaders' lives more than any other Crusader. Especially like... Polnareff. <laughs> yeah. It's not even close. I'm, I'm, in fact, Polnareff has two attempts on the life of other Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> Which is two too many. All right. Well, Which thank is you three ever... too many. <laughs> three too many. <laughs> Alright, thank you everyone. This is Joe Star All Star signing out for all of you uh tongue arrow nerds out there. <laughs> Wink. Say goodbye, Jojo. <laughs> goodbye, Jojo. <laughs> And I do want to get it on audio, but we confirmed that the guy's tattoo is for trans rights, so that he can just... Do I support trans rights? Well, let me show... <laughs> let me show you what I think trans people. I fucking love and support them. Boom! Boom! <laughs> and to get the thing oriented correctly, because it's, like, facing down right now, to get it to orient oh, yeah. the male way, he has to put that arm, like, all the way up, so he's got, like, the elbows over his head. <laughs> he has to JoJo yeah. pose. Uh, he has to JoJo pose for trans rights. <laughs> JoJo pose for trans jo-jo rights. JoJo pose for trans rights. That's the next, tra- that's the next social media trend right there hell yeah yeah fuck yeah <laughs> hashtag social hashtag jojo poses for trans rights